Hello strangers, my name is Rose Goldthorpe. I am the writer-director of this podcast and I want to welcome you to The Greenlands Presents. This podcast is all about the magical world of the Greenlands. If you want more information about the Greenlands or want to submit a script or be involved in the project as a voice actor or even just, you know, throw money at us, check out our websites at the-greenlands.com, the-greenlands.com or tweet at us on Twitter at GreenlandsThe or Instagram. These also will be put on YouTube. adventurers long time no here rose here i hope you're all doing well i want to thank you so much for your support we have been running this podcast now for almost a whole year it's been a bit of an experience as you probably noticed all of the seasons are now up on podbean i cracked and finally paid for it <laughs> so now all of seasons one and two and as we're going three will be up on podbean our youtube account is still lagging on the uploads because to upload one half an hour of video takes us four hours at the moment which is painful <laughs> we also managed to keep up a regular upload schedule on podbean whereas before it was sort of every two weeks roughly speaking now we have every other friday we will have a new greenlands episode i repeat every other friday we will have a greenlands episode i'm very happy about that anyway thank you very much for listening to me i love y'all into the episode Scene 73, Exterior Village Day. Imelda and Ethelberta have just exited a small shop, and Ethelberta is closing the door behind herself. Imelda is carrying a basket. They turn away and head back home, up the village street. I don't know why I go to that Draper woman. She's easily the most objectionable woman I've ever come across. Um, I suspect that her married name doesn't sweeten her temper any. Well, Baroness Brathnack doesn't exactly roll melodiously off the tongue, but do you find me attacking everyone? It's just social envy, that's what it is. I think that she hopes to move up a class by her daughter marrying the brewer's son. Ethelberta looks in dismay at Imelda. Oh, Smelly, you've just reminded me. I've got to start all over again with finding a husband for Wiesa. I'll get my lists out again when we get home, Bertie. Ethelberta nods. Thanks, Manny. Exterior, woods, day. There is a small fire in the foreground. Further behind this, Kazakh is pounding powder in a mortar with two piles of powder, one black and one white, either side of him. Burb is strolling around the glade, hitting shrubs with a switch and looking bored. Do you do? What are you doing? I'm bored. Well, come and make some bang powder then. Well, it's just that we've got loads of it now, and I'm not even allowed to shoot anyone with it. Well, we could give it to the mine master, so we could use it for clearing the galleries. No way! We made all this lot, and the sacks full at the castle. I'm not wasting it. Kazakh gets out two greaves, which are bound together with wire. He starts to put some powder into the bottom of the tube, then some little stones on top. Then come over here and help me test the bang tube, Bach. Oh, 
All right. Burb walks across to join Kazakh. Scene 75. Interior. Castle garderobe. Evening. The Baron is hammering at the privy lid. The Baroness comes into the room and affects to pause in surprise. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, dear. I didn't realise that you are in. <laughs> and I told the women to fill my bath. Sorry. The Baron has a mouthful of nails. He looks up. No, it's all right. Oh, good. Just ignore me. She proceeds to undress, provocatively, down to her shift, while taking covert glances at the Baron, who is measuring, fitting, and hammering the privy lid. The Baron doesn't notice her, so she gets into the bath carefully. She lowers herself down while still wearing her shift and sighing, luxuriatingly. Uh, you know, some women these days, Harold, actually take a bath naked. The Baron looks up with nails in his mouth. Mm. Naked, Harold? The Baron returns to his work while Ethelberta starts to wash her arms lasciviously with a sponge. Should I? The Baron is kneeling down and his head is halfway to the privy. Shall you what, dear? Bathe naked. The Baron looks up again at Ethelberta. Don't want to frighten the dogs, dear. Ethelberta closes her eyes, grimaces in annoyance, and squeezes the wet sponge over the top of her head. Her hair is in two braids. Scene 76. Exterior castle. Side gate, outside wall. Morning. Issa is standing about 40 metres from the castle wall and waving goodbye to Clarissa, who is departing on foot, accompanied by her maidservant. Clarissa finally vanishes amidst the trees, and Yisa turns to go back to the castle. Suddenly, a masked man erupts from the nearby bushes and grabs Yisa. Yisa starts to scream, but he clasps a hand across her mouth and drags her away into the undergrowth. Yisa puts up a fight, but the man draws a knife as she lies there fighting back and presents it at her throat, indicating that she is to be quiet. So Yisa stops shouting and attempting to bite his hand away. The man then puts a gag around Yisa's mouth, and then ties up her hands and her feet. The man then puts Yisa over his horse's saddle and walks her away, with Yisa shouting through her gag and struggling. Scene 77, Interior, Castle Solar, Evening. The Baron and Baroness are sitting, waiting for dinner and talking quietly with Stettel. Burb is walking aimlessly up and down the room. Well, I'm not waiting dinner any longer. Burb, go see what's holding your sister up. Burb goes out. Burb returns a few moments later. Just met Gudgeon. A boy from the village just gave him this. Near the kitchen. Burb holds out a parchment wrapped with twine. Ethelberta takes the parchment. Come on, everyone, let's go to the dining hall. Spillikins will be waiting. She puts out her arm for the Baron's arm, and they go out. Burb follows them. Scene 78, Interior, Castle Dining Room, Evening. The Baron, Burb, and Ethelberta sit down, and Spillikins appears with two covered dishes. Ethelberta, meanwhile, opens her parchment. Ethelberta reads the parchment in seconds. We got you, girl, and want some money. Oh, they have Louisa! The Baron jumps to his feet. Who has Louisa? I don't know! You must be the brigands! She hands him the parchment, and he quickly reads it. Ethelberta glares at Stettel, who looks innocent and puzzled. The Baron throws it to the ground. 
It'll be those blackguards up in the caves. I'll get the men together and get after them. He turns to go, and then suddenly a rock comes whizzing through the window and hits the floor. <gasps> the Baroness shoots to her feet. What the? The Baron rushes to the window and looks out below. There is a large group of around 20 men or more, and the brigand chief who attacked him before. They are all shouting up and demanding the castle or the lives of those in it. Uh, give us your castle! Give us your land! Uh, we'll uh, of us! Fetch hell of us! Uh, Come yeah. on, you uh, bastard! You. Yeah. You. Come on, then! Come on, then! We've got your that. daughter! Ethelberta falls back in a half faint onto her chair. The Baron looks back at her and addresses Stettel. Stettel! Carry her to her room and call her maids. I'm going to see what these blackguards want. They must be idiots! Who on earth attacks at the end of the day? The Baron strides out, followed by Burb, who is agog, with his mouth open. Scene 79. Castle, Baroness's bedroom, evening. The door opens and Stettel comes through, half supporting Ethelberta, who is now stumbling forward followed by Imelda. He walks her over to a chair by the fire and sits her on it. He walks up and down. Ethelberta comes to and looks up at Stettel and then Imelda. Imelda, could you bring up my work pack, please, dear? Imelda nods and hurries out. Stettel, I didn't say that you were going to kidnap Wisa. I didn't. What? I only approached one or two of my rougher parishioners, and they said that they would bring their gossips. What? Twenty odd of them? No. Well, it seemed that they were sometimes in the brigands' band, and now the chief has got involved. As well. Oh, wonderful. Now we've got organized crime. Stettel, this isn't what I paid you for. I'm sure that Louis is fine. I rather think that they just kidnapped her to add verisimilitude to an otherwise um, bold and uninteresting siege. Ethelberta stands up and puts her hands on her hips. Siege? They're only supposed to be here for a couple of hours or so at the most. D tell them to go away. I can't. Or Harold will know that it's us. Uh, you. It's not my fault. The Baroness puts her hand to her head as she walks. It is tea! Get out, Stettel! Get out! She glares at him, and Stettel hurries away. Exterior, Castle Ramparts, evening. The Baron is there, along with his four men, and Gudgeon, and Spillikins. One of the men is firing arrows down below, and another two are helping Gudgeon load Burb's shooting device. The Baron is hurling abuse at the brigands below. If anything happens to her, I will have every one of your heads, you rotting pieces of excrement. Oh yeah, you and who's army? You'll never get this castle. It's withstood much worse than you snivelling little rat's turds. What about your supplies, though? We've got the crops and the livestock. The Baron turns to Gudgeon. Give it to them, Gudgeon! Oh, Master Burb didn't exactly explain to me how this works, my lord. I'm just guessing from what he said. Never mind. Have a go. Have a go. Gudgeon gingerly stands the shooting tube, two wired together greaves, on the parapet and lights the fuse. There is an explosion, a fireball, and a hot shower of nails oh, on the brigands oh. below. Yeah. One of them is struck down. There is jubilation on the parapet. Eat it up. Eat it up. Don't stint yourselves. There's more where that came from. 
He turns to the fusiliers. Get some more of Burb's bang powder. It's in his room. And some more nails. Keep your watch, men. Spread out along the ramparts. Gudgeon, you did order the gate's closures. Of course, my lord. I don't think they'll attack during dark, but we'd better stay up here and keep watch tonight all the same. The four men, Spillikins and the elderly Gudgeon, hurry off around the tower and position themselves at different points. They are equipped with various household implements. Only one has a bow and arrows, and the Baron has his crossbow. Scene 81, Exterior Castle, outside of Small Sallyport, Night. Burb and Kazakh are on small ponies and have their hoods up with mud wiped onto their faces. Ethelberta and Imelda are fussing around, giving them food parcels for their saddlebags, and Ethelberta is kissing Burb, to his disgust and embarrassment. Ethelberta puts a finger on her lips. Shh! Don't make a noise, or the brigands will hear you! Burb leans down to talk quietly to her. It's you making all the noise, ma'am. Yes, well, you should be able to find Adamant on the road from the south. He should only be a day or so away, as he set out a couple of days ago. All right, ma'am. Stay on the high road, you two, and bring Adamant and his friends back quickly. Burb turns his horse away, anxious to be off. So does Kazaf. Yes, ma'am. Bye. He trots quietly away, and Ethelberta hisses after him. The gods be with you, my son. Imelda nods and pats her shoulder sympathetically. And with Risa, what if the blackguards have killed her and thrown her body down a grike? They'd never dare. Scene 82. Exterior, castle, inner courtyard, night. Ethelberta and Imelda are returning to the solar from farewelling Burb. Ethelberta is wringing her hands. I do hope he's careful. I'm sure he will be, Bertie. I hope no one attacks him. I'm sure no one will, and Kazak is a very strong dwarf. They ascend the steps into the keep. First Risa, then the castle, and now Burb. I, I don't know how it all went wrong so quickly. What went wrong? The attack. Well, uh, how could it have gone right? They enter the solar. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean... Uh, it's just... Uh... She sits down heavily in the fireside chair and holds her head in her hands. Oh, it's just all so complicated. Imelda sits on a tuffet by her side and pats her arm. Ethelberta suddenly looks up. I must go up to Harold. She hurries out, followed by Imelda. Scene 83. Exterior, Castle Ramparts, Night. It is now twilight. The Baron is shouting orders to his six men, including Gudgeon, the elderly footman, and Spillikins the steward. There is a brazier or two burning for light nearby. The men are lugging a sack of Burb's powder across the floor, and Gudgeon is fiddling gingerly with Burb's proto-cannon, urged on by the Baron. Robin is standing, also gingerly nearby, with a flaming torch with which to light the fuse. The single armoured guard is shooting arrows off across the far side, Spillikins is waving a large soup ladle menacingly at the besiegers below, who are now largely in the dark. Ethelberta comes out onto the ramparts, and the Baron, seeing her and Imelda, hurries across to them. What are you doing here, Ethel? It's not safe! Get down below, now! I just came to say that I have sent Burb off to meet Adamant on his return to us, and said that we need reinforcements urgently. Kazakh has gone with him. The Baron pats her and steers her towards the stairs again. Good girl, good girl. We just need to hold out now. Tomorrow you must assess our food stores. Y yes. Um, Harold, 
You, you won't hurt the villagers, will you? What on earth do you mean? These are brigands. The ones from the cave that robbed me before. Well, it's just that... <laughs> That you never know, there may be a few villagers amongst them, and we don't want to hurt them, do we? Well, you might not, but I certainly bloody well do. The proto-cannon fires. There is general cheering from the Baron's men. He rushes to join them, and so the women retire. Scene 84, exterior, country lane, day. Burb is riding a little head of Kazakh, both riding at a walking pace. Kazakh looks tired, but Burb is still in a fever of excitement. He looks back. Come on! I'm coming! I'm exhausted, boy. We've been riding all night. Yeah, but it's an adventure, isn't it? I mean, we've waited forever for this, huh? I don't mind an adventure. Or two. I'm just missing my sleep and my dinner, look you. Burb slows down, reaching into his saddlebag and gets out two rock cakes. Sorry, Zack. I should have broken out the rations. I forgot, it's all been so exciting. Just like being knights. He hands one over and then starts eating the other. They ride on abreast. Kazakh suddenly points ahead of him, off to one side. Look, that's Rivington Pike, where the brigands' cave is. Yeah! Uh, come on, let's go check there. Just for a quick wrecking to see if they've left any weapons behind. He kicks his horse into a trot, and Kazakh follows him. Scene 85. Interior. Brigand's Cave. Morning. Yisa is sitting on the floor with bound hands and feet. There is a rough-looking, bedraggled young woman crouched, near to the fire, at a little distance. This brigand girl is whittling a stick and chewing bites off a loaf. Look, if I give you my hasif... Will you at least let me have a few bites of it? Dunno. What be a hussif? Light your eyes? It's a little kit for sewing. What I want that for? Green demons eat your heart out. Well, you might get a tear in your stockings. Don't wear them. Or the rest of your clothes? Just nick some more, didn't I? Well, perhaps if you... Suddenly, Herb and Kazakh erupt from the cave entrance nearby, roaring and overpower the girl in her surprise. The two of them wrestle her to the floor and ignoring her howls and imprecations, tie her up with Yisa's bonds. Yisa looks delighted, and, once her hands are released, quickly unties her own feet, handing the cord over to madly wrestling Burb and Kazakh, who are getting bitten and spat at. Kazakh sits backwards on top of the girl and ties up her ankles, whilst Yisa holds the girl's legs still. Oh, well done, you two! How did you find me? Oh, we just... Ow! Ah! Can you find a bit of cloth to gag this baggage? I've got a... Oh! He receives a clout. Neckerchief! Here! Ow! For God's sake, get it round her mouth. She bites like a bovah, hadn't she? Having trussed the girl, Burb grabs Yusa's hand, and they run out of the cave. They're attacking the castle, and we've got to ride to meet Adamant. And get him to rescue us. Who are? The brigands! Burb and Kazakh are getting onto their ponies. But it's Uncle Stettel as well, you know. What? They kidnapped him too? No, he kidnapped me. You mad? No, thank you, Burb Brethnak. Do you think I don't know my own uncle when I see him? I pulled his mask off. You do? Treachery, look you. Burb pulls his pony head up as it's dancing around on the spot. Look. You better get back to the castle and let father know. 
You can't come with us because there's no more horses for you. Besides, girls can't do spy stuff. You better use the broken old door that's hidden under the ivy behind the old hawthorn. You can get into the castle without the brigands seeing you. Thanks, Burp. It was me that showed it to you. I don't need your advice. Got any coin? I'll need to hire a horse. I'm not walking a thousand miles back home. Kazakh leans over and gives her a handful of gold coins. Here you are, Yuisa. Yuisa looks pleasantly surprised. Thank you, Kazakh. And thank you for rescuing me. Kazakh bows on his pony. A pleasure, my lady. Burb does a racing start. Good luck, Yuisa. Gotta do man's work. Smell you later. Kazakh rays after him, and Yusa sighs and expects the gold in her hand. That was an episode of The Baroness's Beef. For this episode, I would like to thank our incredible cast, Charles Node, Andrew Veal, David McCran, Kitty Bennett, Helen Vary, Linda Dutson, Sam Parry, Sophie Cole, Vicky Holding, and Zoe Cunningham. I hope you have a relaxing and lazy weekend. I'd like to thank the brilliant Steve Cummings for editing this episode and the amazing David Berlin for making the music. If you want to support us, drop us a review or rating wherever you listen to us. If you want to know more about the world of the Greenlands or you want to slowly fade into the background hum of the universe, check out www.the-greenlands.com. The-greenlands.com. We love you all. And remember, it can always be much worse. For example, walruses could be much bigger. Bigger.